Good evening, church. I hope you've all had an amazing Easter Sunday. Mike's message sure was a blessing this morning, wasn't it? The fact that Jesus has power over sickness and death, and the fact that we get to hold on to that truth of Jesus' resurrection and how that gives us hope for an eternity and hope and a solid rock to stand on today. Well, I want to have you turn your Bibles open to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 1. We'll read a verse from there in Mark chapter 1, verse number 35. It says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. When you come to the book of Mark, Mark just kind of throws you right into the midst of what's going on in Jesus' life. In verse 1, it says, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So it just kind of thrust you right into the action. The book of Mark, the, the first chapter, it's packed with a lot of things. There's a lot of things going on. Jesus is driven into the wilderness to be tempted. Jesus heals a man in the synagogue. Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law. And then it says in Mark 1 that after Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law, that, that multitudes of people were coming and, and being healed, and Jesus was casting out diseases and casting out unclean spirits. Then it says that even time when the sun did set, uh, people were still coming, and they were still being killed, and, and sicknesses cleansed. And so I can imagine Jesus was pretty tired from a long day of healing. But that didn't stop him from the next morning, waking up early and getting alone with God, getting alone with his Father in prayer. And what Jesus was doing here is he was getting set up for his preaching ministry. He'd already been teaching in the synagogues, but now he was about to go and preach the gospel. He was going to preach his kingdom. So that's how he starts off. He starts off by simply getting alone with the Father. That's how he plans out his preaching ministry to the surrounding areas. No doubt Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. No doubt Jesus was surrounded by mankind so often. And, and truly, we, we are his purpose for coming to this earth. He, he loved mankind. But Jesus still knew the importance of solitude and seeking time to be alone with God. One thing that we struggle with today is solitude. In fact, many of us reject silence and solitude. We, we run from it. I want you to imagine with me, though, that you are in the world's quietest room. And yes, such a thing does exist. It's called an anechoic chamber. Several companies like Apple and Microsoft and even some of the military people, they, they use these chambers. And what this chamber is, is it's a foamed padded chamber that blocks out all noise. And they say the longest someone has ever stayed in one of these chambers is 45 minutes. And they say typically people that are put into these chambers they want out so badly within the first three minutes that they just start beating on the door because they want out. They, they can't stand being alone in the silence. It's just them and their thoughts. And that's truly what it is. They say when you shut the door to one of these chambers, you can hear the rustling of your clothes. And they say that you can hear the blood flowing in your head. They say that you can hear the fluids in your mouth and, and in your throat. And then they say that if you stay in there long enough, you can begin to hear your heartbeat out of your chest. And not only that, but you can hear your bones grinding against each other. It's really no wonder that people would want to get out of one of these things so quickly. But the average person today, we don't need an anechoic chamber 
to go crazy in solitude, do we? I mean, just put someone in their bedroom, take away their phone, take away the TV, take away magazines, take away any kind of entertainment or reading material, and within minutes, they'll probably be trying to bust down the door to get out of their room. Think about it. We take great measures so that we won't be alone with ourselves and with our thoughts. You may be thinking, no, that's, that's where you're wrong. I'm an introvert. I like to be alone. I, I like to have time to myself. Okay, well, take away Netflix, take away Instagram, take away the Target app, take away all of those things and let it just be you and your thoughts. And tell me how much you like being alone. See, we really don't like solitude. And we really don't like silence. But perhaps... One of the things that we need most right now is to learn how to live in silence, to learn how to seek places of solitude. You see, we're busy people. We have as much entertainment in the palm of our hands that we could ever want. We're so accustomed to going and going and going that we don't know uh, what we would do with ourselves when that privilege is lost. We need to learn how to make the most out of solitude and silence. One of the greatest things that was ever ascribed to a sinful man was that he was a man after God's own heart. And of course, I'm talking about King David. King David's heart wasn't molded to be a heart after God's own heart with the schedule of a king. No, it wasn't molded that way from battle to battle. No, I believe David's heart was molded as he sat on a hillside with himself, with his thoughts, with his sheep, and with his God. You see, it was the moments of solitude and the moments of silence in David's life that formed his heart in such a way that God says, he's a man after my own heart. David knew the power of solitude so much that the, the psalmist says in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. David knew that when the craziness of life is going on and when all control is lost, he knew the power of just being still and knowing that he is God. Put your phone down. Go on a walk. Hey, lock yourself in a way in your room and take away all items of entertainment. When the craziness of your life is going on and when you can't control the things that are around you, just be still. Know that he is God. Jesus came to surround himself with sinful men. That's pointed out in Mark chapter 1 as multitudes came to be healed of this man. Jesus poured his life into 12 people. But Jesus knew the power of solitude. And he knew how important it is to get alone with God. So I just want to give you three ways. Three ways that you can develop solitude in your life. And, and finding places of silence just to get alone with God. Number one, you have your regular time. Your regular time is just the daily set-aside time, the daily time that you plan every day to get alone with God. And when you get alone with God, make sure you're really alone with God. Turn, turn the TV off. If your husband's away, go to another room. If your kids are up, go to another room or, or shut them in their room. Set a timer. Um, hey, go to bed early if you have to. Jesus, he got up in the early part of the day to give himself the best chance of not having any distractions. So I personally think the best time to get alone with the Lord and to seek times of solitude is early in the morning. So go to bed early, set, set an alarm, and just make sure every single day 
You have a planned out spot in your day to spend time alone with the Lord. But not only that, you have smaller times of solitude. There's, there's times where you're waiting for things. Maybe you're waiting for the brownies to come out of the oven or you're waiting for the noodles to come to a boil. Maybe you're waiting for your, chid, your kid's bath water to uh, rise and, and heat up. Hey, there's times in the day when we're waiting or we're in transition that rather than pulling out our phone and, and getting on one of our favorite apps, maybe in that small amount of time, we can seek silence Maybe we can unload some of the burdens and the worries that are going through our mind. Or maybe we just want to give a quick moment of thanks to God for things that he's doing in our life. And then thirdly, we have longer periods of solitude. I alluded to this in last Wednesday's message um, where I talked about getting alone with God for an extended period of time, maybe a whole day, maybe an afternoon. But I think it'd be good for your soul. I think it'd be good for your walk with the Lord for maybe just one time a month. Seek to get alone in solitude with no distractions, no other people around, no phones, no TV, but just you, your thoughts, your Bible, and your God. Remember, in the busyness of ministry, Jesus made it a priority to be alone with the Father. He sought out places where he could be alone with the Father and free from distraction. And David wasn't made a man after God's own heart during the busyness of being a king or going from battlefield to battlefield, but rather his heart was formed into that of God's heart by being alone and being okay with the silence and being okay with the solitude. That's where his heart was formed. Seek out solitude, church family. Seek out times to be alone with God. Be still. Know that he's God. Know that he's in control. Know that he's on his throne, and know that he's a very present help in your life. Church, thanks so much for watching. Be sure to keep on praying for our pastors, and we'll see you next time.